Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about development of my sites. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, how do you develop your own websites? Well, um, I'm, I'm going to assume here that you talk about when I build a website personally rather than how I do it at work because I think that's a very important distinction to make I've said this to a few developers before uh, you may think that you have a practically absolute freedom in building things the way you want and I'm very sorry to let you down here but that's not the case when you go into a place of work usually there is an established way of working and you need to adapt to that way of working and in many cases you can affect the way you do work and you might have a choice in tooling here and there and depending on the project you will have more say or less say but you will have to adjust you won't be able to do just whatever you want however if I'm building something myself it's uh, then well then anything goes so though I can give you a concrete example of this actually where I have a friend who came to me and said that he wanted to he's also a developer he's actually one of my teammates uh, and we spoke and he said that he had the stakeholders that he knew since childhood who were looking to get a system built uh, a new system that or a platform for for uh, well, basically project management uh, in a way, in a sense, uh, for different companies. And so he said that it would be really cool if we could do that together and we could like do that in our free time and things like that. And then I said, yeah, sure, we can do that. And he is a, he is a very, well, he's a, he is a pretty humble and overall nice guy. And so he said, like, do you have, like, how do you want to start? Like, what? tech would you suggest that we use and stuff like that because he he felt that it's probably best if I make these decisions which I, I was very flattered to do and I said well uh, if you're open to it we can just use my personal stack and you can see how you like it uh, and so he said okay so what is your personal stack when you do standard web development and I said well usually I use uh, for this sort of product it's uh, because the first thing we should think about is like what are the needs of the company and so we went through the needs and because we need to assert first and foremost if there's something in the requirements that they have that needs that requires to rethink because I mean sure it would be very easy for me to just say yeah we're just gonna use the thing that I usually use but if I say that before I know if there are any red flags or something else going on I, I might actually be we, we're we're doing it the wrong way we need to ask what the question the questions first and get the specifications before we choose the tooling and said and done my after a while uh, we got the specification from the stakeholders and then I told my friend and I said yeah uh, everything here seems pretty straightforward it's a standard web application so we don't have to make any special considerations here so what I suggest is that we start off by just using a node server with TypeScript and since the front-end is a very dynamic and fairly liquid platform I think that we should use something like React uh, simply because I, I originally I said we could actually potentially just make this with the service uh, server and rend side rendered solution and some vanilla JavaScript basically 
and in many, in some cases, sure, we could enrich certain widgets with React, but we wouldn't have to go through the whole mile, right? Uh, and we talked about it, and we, we we came to the conclusion that he feels more comfortable in React, and there's not really a a strong reason not to use React apart from a few considerations, so we might as well use it. But we did at least consider using a, a even simpler solution to start off with. But at the end of the day, we decided that that would may have been too much of a risk. And then I said, uh, that's going to be the base stack, and then you need to pick a CSS framework. And he said, okay, uh, I have this CSS framework that I really like. Uh, I think it was called Bulma or something like that. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you should think about the uh, the uh, support because I mean, obviously, something like Bootstrap or Foundation or one of the really really old and big and established ones is the stable solution. And he goes, yeah, but I don't really look like the look and feel of those things. Okay, that's fine. You, sh I mean. There's no real problem with depending on uh, something different, or I mean, I told them we could use Tailwind for all we like. We could use that as well. Uh, that's fine. Uh, just as long as you find something that feels very simple for you, it feels simple to use, then it's fine. And uh, the re and I said the reason why we're not building it from scratch is simple. We don't have a designer, and the requirements on this platform is fairly simple. We don't need to build all of this from scratch. It's going to be much faster for us to just use an off-the-shelf solution because we don't have any requirements on customization or anything like that, and we don't have the ambition to do this. We're basically just going to give them a product. This is the thing. Do you like it? And that's it. And they don't. They have no power practically whatsoever to influence anything about that. They are not. They're not allowed. Okay. They they have no customization needs. So no reason for us to make it complicated for ourselves. And then I said. Uh, and then he asked, like, what type? What database should we use? And I said, well, we need to think about that a little bit. I would say. Uh, but the good part is that we don't need a database right now. Like, I mean, the easiest thing, easiest thing here would be to say that, oh, well, yeah, let's just use MongoDB. And I usually, for a lot of projects, use Mongo uh, because for smaller projects, projects where there's a lot of, without a lot of complicated relationships and things like that, it's a very good database. But I said, let's just hold off with that because the thing is, the first stuff that we need to do here is to create a proof of concept. And that proof of concept is more is going to be practically all UI related, and this is one of those things where an SBA really, really, really shines, because I told them uh, you have a f I have a project that like a template project that we can use to just set everything up that has all of the tools that you need, uh, and then let's just not do the database right now and just have the server to serve up the content and then everything else be gets done on the client side because we can design the entire UI we can make all of the like the proof of concept features because we need to ship something small just to get the idea out, out, the, out the door this thing doesn't have to connect to a database or persist anything because we can save all of the application state on the client so that they can get a feel for how the experience is going to be and while they're doing that we can have a decision and a discussion and like think about the server and the backend and because now we can actually ship something that we're going to get feedback on quicker and paralyze work if we needed to 
and we we're, we're not in a risk position where we do more work than we need so that's exactly what we did uh, and I, th I think that this works really well you start with a UI level, uh, layer I always try to start with the UI first and then we used Redux to basically persist the entire front-end state so like you could add different tasks and move people around and you can see you can even quote-unquote seed the database by just adding some static users that you can add and like well, you can practically simulate the entire experience by just using the front, the client. And then we used Redux Persist so that the experience becomes really, really into, like, intuitive. So now even if you refresh the page or you leave the page and come back, you're still going to have the state that you created last time. And that's, that really gets um, a, a normal user the same sort of sensation they would have gotten if we built the whole thing. And then I said, all right, so now that this is done, the first thing is, like, this is our first step, this is our first draft, our proof of concept. So let's not build anything more now. Let's push that to a very cheap solution such as Heroku or something where they have a free tier. It's not important that it's performant, that the URL and like all of this stuff is completely besides the point. What we now want is to get this thing on the internet and send that link to our stakeholders and let them play around with it and then we will get to gather feedback because after we've done this we're going to iterate a few times they're going to find new things and we will most likely be able to do most of the work that they suggest or the improvements without ever creating the server and then finally when they start saying things like oh now we would like to have user accounts we want to have uh, sessions and stuff like that that's when we start looking at how to use the database and then we can take it and have a more in-depth discussion about should we use a relational database or should we use Mongo or is there something else that's going to work for us. So what I want you to take away from this is that my personal workflow is usually that my like the core or if I'm building a simple web application I practically always build it in Node and TypeScript. Uh, with a front-end which is either in React or it's server-side rendered, like the simplest thing possible, uh, just keep it easy, easy peasy. I usually create a, I create the UI level first, especially if I'm doing it in React, which is very nice because then you can persist, you can basically create the entire experience without having, uh, having to create a database and a server and stuff like that. And then you can ship that to, as a proof of concept to your customer and let them play around with just the UI stuff and they will have a lot of feedback usually or some feedback and then you go okay cool I will take this feedback with me and now I will implement like the server if that's even needed in some cases you might get away with just having the front end stuff right and then you like just host it on the simplest possible thing to start off with and then when the need requires it you level up and the rest of it is like using CSS frameworks is fine as long as you you know that there's not a lot of customization needs and things like that and yeah that's practically the way I go about it so the red thread to take away here is that uh, I have a set a set of tools that I know will do the job practically every single time and I adjust and fine-tune those choices based on the needs of my customer and if the customer really has the simplest needs in the po simplest needs possible I always go as I like to say you go to war with the tools you know and then you ship the first thing and see how it goes. That's usually how I do it. Have a great day.